is health tech on the continent getting its due attention? Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse and everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC and in Bank Rwanda. We are on your side. The African healthcare sector continues to struggle with a lack of resources and funding, but creative use of technology offers new possibilities for improving access to medical treatment. Building on development inspired by the pandemic, health tech on the continent is poised for explosive growth. Menyo Innocent, the team leader and co-founder at MSCAN Uganda, joins us for this episode to reflect on the health tech sector and where it's going. Is health tech attracting the attention it owed to from investors? That's right. Yes, health tech might not be getting the large millions of dollars in terms of investment. And one of the reasons, of course, it's quite complex in terms of the return on investment. It's quite complex because usually we are solving for low and middle income countries, of which most of African countries subscribe to that notion. Yeah, so it's, it's a little bit, um, of course, a challenge because the final customer that we are solving for might not actually have uh, the resources to pay for some of these services. Uh, the same with MScan. When it comes to the scanners, uh, if we maybe would say maybe we are charging about uh, uh, $5 or even $3 maybe in low resource facilities, very few mothers would afford. So it also trickles down to uh, who the actual customer, who is going to pay for the service, uh, you know, is. So that uh, spirals into what numbers would look like. Uh, so the the, 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 the the companies that are raising money in health tech are telemedicine companies. And when you look at the market uh, of telemedicine, it's a well-to-do off market. And these are people who are in the urban settings who can pay for maybe a phone consultation with a doctor or a physician. Yeah, so I, I believe that's one of the reasons that health tech might not be getting uh, the much, much attention from investors because the numbers are still a very big challenge for most companies. Even those that have actually raised funding, uh, you realize that they, they, they are struggling in terms of uh, clientele, in terms of customers, in terms of the actual revenue. So that could be one of the reasons, but I don't want to, uh, to share a way to say that uh, companies have not raised. Companies are raising, of course, and uh, I think it's also important that now maybe uh, health tech companies uh, position themselves investment ready to attract investments. Uh, most of the health tech companies are positioning as social impact, social enterprises, uh, you, know, uh, you know, basically non-for-profit, which the actual investor, VC, won't definitely buy into. So I think it's a game for both parties, one the health tech companies have to restructure on how they position themselves, maybe we might see more, 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 more monies uh, raised uh, in this space. But indeed, there is some, some small funding that's going into health tech. And a couple of companies in Kenya, a few in Uganda, and others in Nigeria that are, are doing really, really well in terms of raising funding. A lot of the health tech innovations, including MScan, are targeting low-income areas. How then do they make these products investor attractive? One of the strategies, like at MScan, we are uh, uh, you know, fronting is a B2B approach. Uh, we've also come to learn that the B2C is a little bit challenging. So by structuring or positioning ourselves to work with bigger entities like the UN recently, or uh, this year we... We had something going with the UN at uh, the annual gathering. 
uh, if you're working with people like IRC, International Refugee Committee, if you're working with people like uh, uh, UNFP at some point in Uganda, uh, if you're working with UNICEF, such B2B uh, entities sort of drive revenue in a manner that they are going to order for bulk devices. And of course, this is revenue, not grant. And that's how we approach this when we are pitching to them. And so they buy these devices. At the end of the day, one, the company is making impact, but also uh, it's raising the revenue that's worthy uh, maybe to, to report about or approach an investor uh, after raising. Yeah, so I, I believe uh, health tech companies need to restructure on how they're approaching this space uh strategically in terms of how they increase their revenue because at the end of the day that's what the investor wants to look at uh, even the angel investors and the social impact investors most of them will definitely want to look at the numbers vis-a-vis -vis the impact that someone is having so yeah, all those strategies have to be put into perspective. We have a lot of accelerators happening on the continent to help startups achieve their potential. You are part of one, the Homegrown Solutions Accelerator. What impact has this had on your business practices? Um, the accelerator has, has really had some great impact in terms of uh, one restructuring as a business. At the time, it was COVID, so uh, we had to rethink through strategies by, of course, their guidance. Uh, we actually came up with a home-based ultrasound service that we developed through uh, ideas that came about in COVID and also input from people from the accelerator and partnerships with the Japanese International Cooperation Agency, JICA, Uganda. Yeah, so, and uh, of course, we've made different partners through the accelerator. We are trying to raise some funding through the accelerator. And uh, the network keeps growing and being an alumnus, it's, it's very amazing uh, interacting with other startups that are doing great. And so the impact has been big and, and, and very, very commended. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. The annual inflation rate in Rwanda accelerated to a fresh record peak of 33.8% in November of 2022 from 31% in the previous month due mainly to faster rises in food prices. Food and non-alcoholic beverages inflation rose to a new record high of 64.5% primarily attributed to vegetables and bread and cereals. Additional upward pressure largely came from housing and utilities, furnishings and household equipment, restaurants and hotels, recreation and culture, miscellaneous goods and services and transport. On a monthly basis, consumer prices were up by 1.3%, the least in three months after a 5.6% gain in the previous month. The Namibian economy is gradually recovering from the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. After a sharp contraction in 2020, real GDP growth reached 2.7% in 2021, and the recovery strengthened for the first half of 2022. Mining activity has rebounded, while manufacturing and tertiary secondary activities are gradually recovering. Inflationary pressures have risen as high international oil and food prices due to repercussions of Russia's war in Ukraine were passed through to the domestic economy. Real GDP growth is expected at 3% in 2022, 3.2% in 2023, supported by robust diamond, gold and uranium production and a gradual recovery in tourism and manufacturing. Average inflation should reach about 6.5% in 2022, and starting to moderate in 2023. The current account deficit is expected to remain 
large in 2022, reflecting higher international food and fuel prices. The fiscal deficit could narrow in the financial year 2022-2023, supported by fiscal consolidation measures to mobilize additional revenues and increase spending efficiency. Deteriorating global conditions could adversely impact Namibia's short-term outlook and worsen external and fiscal imbalances. Electric power sourcing from solar in Kenya has increased by almost 218% in the eight months to August this year, compared to the same period last year. According to the latest country's economic update by the World Bank, local electricity sourcing from solar had more than doubled this year from 2021. From 2020 to 2021, electricity solar sourcing had a 23% jump. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website that is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial and you can find me at with a dong.